Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. First story, disgraced NIH director Francis Collins resigns. This after the gain-of-function Wuhan lab funding scandal. Who is out next in our corrupt global health establishment? Speaking of being out, a total blackout for big tech this week. The largest outage in Facebook and Instagram history. Massive outages worldwide for multiple platforms. But one alternative media site gained 70 million new users in one day. We will tell you what it was. Facebook definitely lost a user yesterday as Democrat donor and activist turned Facebook air quotes whistleblower reveals her true motivations in congressional testimony. You will never guess what they are. Okay. It, it's to censor conservatives. That's right. It's, it's always to censor more conservatives. But people who cannot be censored are Project Veritas. James O'Keefe's group went undercover and are exposing Big Pharma. This one will have you on pins and needles. Get it? My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. My fellow Americans, we have a red-hot, spicy, smoldering show for you today. I'm very excited about it. And red-hot and smoldering is something I know a little about. That's what my grill looks like every weekend. I am backyard grilling. But we have a problem. We're very busy. We're traveling a lot. And nobody has time to go to the grocery store. Nobody has time to browse the meat aisle and to see if your favorite cut is in Maybe you don't like it. You don't really know where it's from. Who has the time? That's why I use GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers supports 100% American farmers, and they ship that beautiful, delicious, tasty meat right to your doorstep. Good Ranchers Day is the best day in the Johnson household. You get that big, beautiful box in. You open it up, and boom, T-bone steak. Filet mignon, New York strip. You got individually packaged, marinated chicken breast. My wife loves that. My wife is pregnant right now. Very, very picky in what she's eating. Good Rancher's chicken is literally one of the only things she wants to eat right now. Go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny right now and save $20. Or better yet, subscribe and save on each box every single month. Mouth-watering American meats that will show up on schedule right to your door. Get $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny right now. Use code Benny at checkout. That's $20 off and free express shipping. Code Benny at GoodRanchers.com. Guys, we have a spicy show for you. Let's get into it. My fellow Americans, I've got to tell you, I'm so encouraged right now. I like to start the show off with a piece of good news. This show certainly has some twists and turns, but man, I am watching some videos on social media right now that have me in stitches, that have my little red heart bursting at the seams. Some footage of Joe Biden entering the state of Michigan. Joe Biden was in Michigan yesterday on Tuesday in order to try and sell his hyperinflation plan for America. I read to you from the Detroit News. Let's read local here about why Joe Biden was in Michigan. President Biden pushes trillion-dollar spending bills for a rising America with a big photo there of him and Gretchen Whitmer, the mask, the mask Nazi inside of Michigan. There, her standing astride Joe Biden, both neither of them wearing masks, of course, neither of them wearing masks. Of course, the the beautiful people, the powerful people, they don't have to wear masks. You saw AOC at the Met Gala. No masks for them. No, it's the servant class that must mask up all around Biden and Whitmer here in this video. <laughs> all around them are Secret Service agents and law enforcement who are humiliatingly masking while 
geriatric Biden wobbles around and Gretchen Whitmer is grinning there. She knows she's in trouble in Michigan. Everybody knows it. And we're going to get to exactly why here in just a second. President Joe Biden pushed Tuesday to revive momentum for his legislative agenda during a stop in Michigan, pledging to pass $2 trillion spending bills that he says will create a, and I quote, rising America. The first-term Democratic president was visiting an operating engineering training facility in Howell, Michigan, as he tried to gain support for his $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, an additional multi-trillion dollar bill, which he described as focused on human infrastructure. (laughs) Yeah, that's what my wife says when she returns from Target with a $1.2 trillion tab from the Joanna Gaines section of Target. Lots of candles. It is the season of pumpkin spice. And my wife says, honey, this is human infrastructure. That's what she says as she wheels her barge of Target items into our home. Uh, The article goes on, Biden considered on Capitol Hill, the larger bill would invest in childcare, housing, higher education, pre-kindergarten education, and combating climate change. That's what people in Michigan care the most about. That's right. All of these unemployed or soon to be unemployed with Biden's EPA regulations and auto regulations, uh, auto workers, all of these people in already depressed areas of Michigan. Have you ever gone to some of these places in Michigan, Dearborn, some of these old factories? It does indeed look third world. It looks third world. You could take some of the people who have crossed into our country illegally from Haiti and put them right in Dearborn. They'd be like, wow, this is home. Did you deport me back to Haiti? Some of these places look so terrible. They are so depressed. It is so sad to see the hollowing out and the crumbling of American manufacturing infrastructure. Anyway, Joe Biden is there to try and sell them on pre-kindergarten and climate change. Give me trillions more while... You people wait in unemployment lines because I've shut down your factories. While you sit in bread lines, I want to eat your bread and drink your milkshake. I want your bread in my budget, and you won't get a penny. Remember green jobs? Remember that lie? Joe Biden went out and sold that lie. Well, the people weren't taking to it, and I have here a clip. You're going to be able to hear the audience as Joe Biden rolls by a army is the best way to describe it, of Trump supporters, thousands of them in the streets, lining the streets with flags and with banners, colorful language, some let's go Brandon signs in the crowd, if you know, you know. And here's what it sounded like. This welcome to Michigan really hurt Joe Biden's feelings. It's clear. It hurt his feelings. It hurt Joe Biden's feelings because Joe Biden sees himself as old fighting Scranton Joe. Joe Biden sees himself as the man of the working people. And so Michigan is just one of those old timey Democrat strongholds where the working class union member went out and voted for FDR and JFK because we had to make those B-52s on the Ford assembly line, right? These were our boys, the Democrats of old. Well, No Kennedys any longer. Yeah, Kennedy is spinning in his grave at an RPM unheard of watching Joe Biden's spending plan. John F. Kennedy is disgusted. His ghost is haunting the modern-day Democratic Party. And just in time for October, this haunting, because it looks like the scariest thing for Joe Biden is going to be no accomplishments at all. Not even his own legislative accomplishments can pass inside of two chambers that he controls. So Joe Biden is not doing well. Let's just say Joe Biden not doing well. Joe Biden isn't normally alive Uh, And October, of course, will be a great time for him in his zombie costume with his human exoskeleton over his body to come walking out of the White House wearing a mummy outfit. And everyone's like, great job, great uh, outfit, Joe. And Joe's like, what? Who? Where am I? Remember when those people were mean to me in Michigan? That's what Joe Biden said. He said this in his comments. He talked about the people who were mean to him in Michigan and uh, dribbled a little bit of applesauce down the side of his mouth. Listen to this. You're clearly getting to him, guys. Watch. What, notwithstanding some of the signs that I saw come, that's why 81 million Americans voted for me. The largest number of votes in American history. A clear majority were supporting 
when they supported me. So, yeah, Joe Biden there <laughs> trying to dunk on the protesters <laughs> and ending up hitting himself in the dentures, knocking out his own dentures. Joe Biden couldn't even get the number of votes that he received correct. He couldn't even finish his own sentence there. Liberals and people who honestly and legitimately voted for Joe Biden turn on the TV to hear their champion champion their progressive ideals for America. And here's what they hear. Parenthetically, when you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. But get- What? Wait, what? Stop. What was that? Wait, my my grandfather, my grandfather, back in the 1920s or that then abouts, and uh, he used to kind of fly. Superman would take him to uh, the White House, and he would sit on FDR's lap, and well, he he had a great time, and they'd play marbles, and they'd watch the talkies, and Charlie Chaplin would uh, teach him how to tap dance. Does anybody? Anybody have a Werther's original? It's getting kind of warm in my pocket. It might have melted. Oh, no. (laughs) What is going on? What is going on with Joe Biden? What is that comment? I didn't edit that comment, guys. I'm saying, I'm saying, I didn't edit the comment. That's just what the president said. That's what Joe Biden said. It's unedited. You don't need to do clips of these guys. You ever see the attack ads where they have to clip something in here and clip something in there? You don't have to do the clips for that for Biden. You just have to legitimately take the man at his word. You have to just listen to the words that are coming out of his mouth and try to put it all together. Try to figure out exactly what is happening inside that man's head. Joe Biden, he doesn't really remember much these days. He forgets a lot. But there is something that I dear listener, will never forget. And that is my first night's sleep in bowl and branch sheets. That's right. My wife and I have moved to Tampa, Florida. We have moved out of Washington, D.C. And with that came a brand new repertoire of all manner of household items and goods. And the first thing my wife did was buy bowl and branch sheets. These sheets are incredible. It's the best night's sleep you will ever have. They are beautifully crafted sheets right here in America. They're soft. The weight is perfect. I sleep hot. My wife sleeps cold. And more importantly, my wife is pregnant now again with our second child. And man, is she picky with her night's sleep. She goes and she gets into bed and she sleeps on these sheets and they are are exceptional. She sleeps like a baby. Why? Because bowl and branch sheets are unparalleled in experience and uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets on the market. The cloud weight, the super soft satin weave, it gets softer with every wash. It's crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging. It's the perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season. That is very important for us as we have just moved seasons. Tampa a lot different than D.C. Give your bed the White House treatment with the sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with. Go to bowlandbranch.com right now. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with the promo code Benny. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Benny. All right, so someone who is not sleeping well tonight is disgraced NIH director Francis Collins, who has resigned after being embroiled in the gain-of-function funding scandal. This guy is not going to be sleeping well. Maybe we should send him some bowl and branch sheets. On the other hand, let's just let him sweat it out. This scandal has embroiled the entire global medical establishment, and it is getting worse. Francis Collins was the NIH director for the better part of a decade. He's Dr. Fauci's boss at the NIH, and now he is gone, out. 
Let's read from Breitbart.com. Francis Collins, director of the National Institutes of Health, announced his resignation on Tuesday just weeks after documents exposed that he made untruthful comments about U.S. federal funding of -of gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. His statement, I'm proud that we've accomplished I'm proud of all that we've accomplished. I fundamentally believe, however, that no single person should serve in this position too long, and that it's time to bring a new scientist to lead in the NIH in the future. I am most grateful to the NIH staff for in the scientific community, blah, 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 blah. I ripped bats out of caves and made a virus that wasn't able to infect humans, able to infect humans, and now, voila, you all get COVID and lockdowns and you lose your jobs and I've destroyed the global economy. Ha, ha, ha. Some of that was ad-libbed. Just weeks before the announcement, Richard E. Bright of Rutgers University accused Collins of making false public statements about the National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, NAID, grants to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which have since been proven to fund the study of chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses, which can infect human cells. Ebright said bluntly that Collins had not told the truth when asked about his research. This is a quote. Assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and the NAID director, Anthony Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement uh, is untruthful. Appointed by President Obama in 2009, Francis Collins made history by becoming the longest-serving NIH director and one who also served in three administrations, Obama, Trump, and Biden. Prior to his tenure at the NIH, he founded the BioLogos Foundation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, In 2017, under Collins' leadership, uh, ended a three-year moratorium on gain-of-function research which aimed to make pathogens more potential or likely to spread to people. That's right. This guy is a scumbag. Period. End of story. Closed book. This is why they are so insane on COVID policies. They want the policies to be scarier. They want the things that happen to you to be worse. They want the catastrophe of this virus to be global, worldwide, and crushing. The reason is this. They want a distraction. They know that if we have time to recover and to look back and to say, wait a second, who actually did this? This is a novel coronavirus. It didn't exist before. Why does it exist now? Why did we go through all that? What the hell just happened? They know that if we did that assessment and looked back, what we would find as a intelligent and informed population is that that virus was almost assuredly created in a laboratory by funding with your tax dollars. Thanks to Anthony Fauci and this jackass, NIH Director Francis Collins. I reserve the jackass moniker for very special people on this show, and this man deserves it. You see, what they were funding in Wuhan needs to be exposed, and it has been. It is truly remarkable how dangerous these people were. They were like nuclear physicists taking irradiated uranium out and kicking it around in the street. They are like the people at Chernobyl who watched their nuclear reactor melt down and said, well, how can we cover our asses? Let's not solve the problems. Let's cover it up. We made the horrific decisions to do unsafe things. The world will now suffer. People in Switzerland were detecting radiation poisoning, and that's how they knew that Chernobyl was melting down. The Russians covered it up, and these guys are no better. What did they fund? Well, we know this because we know what their funding research looked like, and we know that their research was ongoing because they were getting progress reports on the research. What was the research? To break it down into layman's terms, because even reading that article, you can get bogged down in all of the minutia, in all of the acronyms, in layman's terms. Coronaviruses do exist in nature. They do exist naturally. They are inside of bats. Specific types of bats and animals, but for the use of this real-world example, horseshoe bats. 
Horseshoe bats are special types of bats, have big old horseshoe ears, and they live inside of dark caves way up in the mountains in southeastern China. These caves are thousands of feet high. These bats rarely, if ever, will interact with a human in their entire life. They probably won't even see a human. These caves are crazy out there. They are as rural as you get. These bats go out, they eat their bugs, they go back to their cave, they eat more bugs. They enjoy their lives away from human beings. What Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins were funding with your tax dollars through something called the EcoHealth Alliance with Peter Daszak, who actually delivered the money, but nonetheless, who cares about the intermediaries? They all knew what they were doing. They were all trying to protect their own asses because this kind of funding, this kind of gain-of-function research is illegal in America. They had to go to China to do it. And the easiest way to get coronaviruses in China and make them more deadly is to go up into those caves to grab the bats from the tip-tops of the caves, yank them down, drag those bats, those poor animals, into their laboratories in dark, smoggy, disgusting, 11 million people strong Wuhan, China. The last place those bats would ever want to live or ever want to be housed. They shove them into cages inside of these laboratories and they experiment on them. They take the coronaviruses out of these bats, coronaviruses that would never come into contact with human beings, and then they fiddle with nature itself. These people bastardized nature itself. That is what they paid for. They took a special protein called a spike protein. It is not just happenstance that NIH director Francis Collins was a pro in the Human human Genome Project. Francis Collins worked very hard on the Human Genome Project and was very excited to take his research and apply it to goblin-like Frankenstein research and make the world a worse place. It's called the spike protein. Spike protein, very special protein that needs to be attached to the outside membrane of a coronavirus. That spike protein acts as the key to open up human cells to the coronavirus. Then the coronavirus can infect the human cells, can kill them, and can make you horribly sick. They can even kill you. That Without that spike protein, well, you really don't have much of a chance of infecting human beings. You need this very special lock and key to get into the human cells. What Anthony Fauci and scumbag Francis Collins were doing was throwing tons of money, according to The Intercept, throwing $3.1 million, including $599,000 to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, used in part to identify and alter bat coronaviruses likely to infect humans. This was done before the pandemic. That's right. These guys are the cause of what we experience now today. Because anyone with any type of reasonable molecular knowledge understands that these coronaviruses do not naturally infect humans. They needed an agent to get there. And the agent was the Wuhan laboratory. The most damning piece of evidence in this entire tale as to where it came from and why I, a man who doesn't know much but knows a little bit about this topic, we've done a number of documentaries on it, why I can say with such a surety that it was indeed done by these jackals, these science, these people who have should have their, their lab coats ripped from them, who should be disgraced by their community. Why I can say with a surety is that there is a study from the South China Institute of Technology. This study was done by Chinese researchers who went on the ground to the outbreak zone in Wuhan, spoke with the scientists, spoke with the researchers, spoke with people who had been silenced by the Chinese government, people who had been silenced by the Chinese military. They spoke with them and they created their own report. This report was released in China. It was released in Chinese. It was released for people to say, oh, uh aha, that's how this happened. And what did they conclude? Oh, well, this Wuhan Virology Institute, they had a long history of bats spraying their researchers with bat urine and bat blood. The bats will get angry inside of these environments and they will attack the researchers. They'll bite the researchers. 
Therefore, you can have easy transmission from the bats that have the research done on them to the researchers. The researchers go home on the subway. They hang out with their friends and family. Boom. There you go. There's your pandemic. There are often large international events in Wuhan, China. There was a large international event uh, called the Military Games, the Global Military Games. There is a whistleblower in China right now that says that was the moment. That was the moment where it all spread. Why was it released? How was it released? We don't know. But how did this Frankenstein bastardization of nature happen? How was it created? That we know with a surety. It was created because of scumbags like Francis Collin and Dr. Fauci. People who are are rats. They are rats in lab coats, these guys. They are creatures that couldn't help themselves. They saw themselves as gods. They wanted to mess with what God had ordained. He had put that dangerous virus way up in a cave, way up in the southeast of China where it would not interact with human beings, most likely because a creator knew that this was dangerous, and they kept it away from the humans who would mess it up. Well, here comes Fauci and Francis Collins, and then they tried to play God. Take those viruses and make them deadly, and that's precisely what they did through dangerous and illegal gain-of-function research. Gary Ruskin, the executive director of the U.S. Right to Know, said that the documents obtained by The Intercept that prove this funding are a roadmap to high-risk research that that could have led to the current pandemic. That's right. This is precisely what we know, and we know that Fauci and Francis Collins attempted to, at the very least, cover this up. There is an email inside of a tranche of emails that were released by Dr. Fauci, to Francis Collins. These emails were released inside of a FOIA request in order to get someone's federal emails. Well, they released these emails, and inside of them are a lot of messages from Dr. Fauci to his boss, but one in particular included an attached article about the creation of genome splicing and coronavirus manipulation uh, in order to create bioweapons And that was being done inside of the Wuhan Virology Laboratory. We know that was being done. We've seen the progress reports. We've seen the actual scopes of their research. This is, ladies and gentlemen, not a conspiracy theory. It was really happening. And Dr. Fauci asked, hey, uh, Francis, do you have a moment to talk about this? Pretty dangerous stuff. These two were in it together, and now the boiling pot of water has gotten too hot for Francis Collins. Good riddance. I really hope that this guy ends up behind bars and under immense scrutiny and investigations. The reason why they want the COVID procedures to be so horrific for your children, for your family, for your job, for your life, is because, one, I think there's a little bit of guilt there. They know that every death is probably on them. And then, two that these guys want a distraction. The distraction would be like something crazy, like ordering people to wear masks inside their own homes around their own children, right? That would be insane. Listen to this. Here's Francis Collins. That they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools, and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this, and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Let me just follow up on that. I know that's uncomfortable. I know it seems weird, but it is the best way to protect your kids. I wonder how Francis Collins greets his own grandchildren, right? The guy is 80 years old. Does Francis Collins... Wear a mask inside of his home, no freaking chance. Francis Collins does this. They just want you to do it. They want you to be obedient. They want you to be psychotic about the COVID regulations so that you don't ask the real questions, which is who is behind this virus in the first place. And the answer would be a smoking gun pointing directly right to them. The NIH and the NAID run by Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins. They do not want you to see that. And if you were on Facebook and Instagram yesterday, you wouldn't have seen anything, actually. Uh, You would have seen a blackout. That's right. The biggest blackout in Facebook and Instagram history. But it wasn't just Facebook and Instagram. A ton of sites were down on Monday, actually. uh, And it was the largest 
blackout in the history of these sites. This from the Associated Press, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram suffers worldwide outage. The outage began at 11.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and resumed around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for some users. Websites and apps often suffer outages of varying size and duration, but hours-long global disruptions are rare. What was happening? In addition to Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, users reported experiencing issues with Twitter, Telegram, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, TikTok, and Gmail. According to independent journalist Brian Krebs, a source at Facebook told him the outages was from a routine border gateway protocol update gone wrong but the update blocked remote users from reverting changes and people with physical access didn't have networking login access. So blocked at both ends from reversing it. All right, a little jargony there. Uh, I do sincerely hope that the sites come back online. We don't feel like conservatives get a fair shake on these platforms, but as of right now, it is the largest place for conservatives to actually gather and communicate. Uh, and I say that as of now, uh, there was a site that gained an enormous number of followers as the world ground to a halt on the traditional social media platforms. That site was Telegram. You may never have heard of Telegram. It's a messaging app. But it's a pretty amazing one. My team uses it every single day. This is not a paid sponsorship. We just like Telegram. It's a great app. And it's run by dissidents from around the world in order to make sure that uh, it's encrypted, can't be shut down, and uh, that your messages are safe. So we use Telegram a lot on my team. Uh, Telegram gained 70 million refugees, they call them, from other platforms in one day. That's right. The uh, uh, the owner of and founder of Telegram, Telegram uh, Durov is his name. Uh, he wrote this message yesterday in part. Yesterday's Telegram experienced a record increase in users, registration, and activity. Daily growth rate of Telegram exceeded the normal by an order of magnitude. We welcomed over 70 million refugees from other platforms in one day. I am proud of how our team handled the unprecedented growth because Telegram continued to work flawlessly for the vast majority of our users. There's a little stick in the eye there to, uh, let's just call it traditional social media. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We like Telegram because, you know, the entire site is built, again, by political dissidents from around the globe. Uh, these are people who have seen their ability to message and communicate shut down. Uh, in their countries. It's a horrible thing when totalitarian and tyrant dictators go in and uh, remove your ability to speak and to speak out. You see it almost instantly in places like Cuba when there are uprisings, in places like Iran when there are uprisings, and you also see it here in America. These places shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story, for instance, right before the election, right when it would be the most damaging to Joe Biden, and they continue the fanatics, the fascists inside of the left will not stop until all conservative dissent is crushed. This is their goal. Their goal is to make sure that we have no communities online. Their goal is to make sure that we have no ability to say our peace and to gather our audiences together. That is why they are going after Facebook really hard right now. This is going to be a tough pill to swallow, but I got to tell you guys, as somebody who has millions of followers on Facebook, as somebody who uses Facebook every single day, multiple times a day, and who also has a team that scours the internet for more channels and more ability to connect with our audience, I got to say, the strongest gathering of active conservatives and powerful conservatives on the internet is on Facebook. I know some of our younger users might 
curl their lip and uh, snarl their nose and say, I'm not going to use that old boomer platform. Uh, But let me tell you guys, it's powerful. Truly is. It's why when Donald Trump was kicked off, that was what really was a bad shot for him in the arm when it came to uh, 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 his ability to be running again in 2024, get reelected. These are platforms that truly can make differences in the election. It's why the left is trying so desperately to shut it down because it is effective. They wouldn't be working so hard to shut Facebook down unless it was effective. Directly after the 2016 loss to Donald Trump, they went into hyperdrive. Hillary Clinton's digital director ran to the press and blamed it on Facebook, and so did Hillary Clinton. They blamed it on memes from Russia. Have you ever seen these memes? It's like of Jesus arm wrestling Satan. And it says, press like to get Jesus to win. That's what this is what. This is what Hillary Clinton thought lost her the election. Yeah, not going to Wisconsin. Not going to Wisconsin and Michigan or Arizona. No, no, that didn't do it. It was the Jesus arm wrestling Satan meme. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we have a new whistleblower, quote unquote. I have no time for this person. I really, I am just so disgusted by how transparent this process is now. You can almost expect it like clockwork every single time that the Democrats want to change something culturally. They'll reach into their grab bag and pull out a whistleblower, an Alexander Vindman, a Christine Blasey Ford. And they all sound the same. They're all these pretentious, preening, moralist, standing above all the rest of us, daring us to cast a stone at them and their virtue. Shut up. Just shut up. We're sick of this. I'm sick of it. The American people are sick of this. We're sick of watching people like Frances Hugan. That's right. Frances Hugan. She was the Facebook whistleblower of the week. That's right. She went on 60 Minutes and she claimed that Facebook is unsafe. They're prioritizing growth and profits over safety. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Massive global multinational business prioritized profits for shareholders and it's publicly traded and billions of people probably own stock in this company. Billions of users. They're prioritizing growth and profits. How dare they? (laughs) God, these people. So embarrassing. The whole thing is just such an embarrassing charade. And of course, of course, she gets instantly verified on Twitter. She gets a plum booking inside of the Senate Judiciary Committee where she got marched up into the Senate. And she had this to say to our illustrious Democrat senators who doesn't even know. These people don't even know what Spacebook is. Why do you think a Spacebook what was it like to work with Mark Zuckercorn? Where, where's my milk of magnesia? Where, <laughs> you hear Richard Blumenthal? Listen to these clips. I, the, our Senate this is so laughable. These people don't have a clue what Facebook is. They don't know what social media is. Here, listen to them question the Facebook whistleblower. And listen to her talk, more importantly, about her actual motivations consciousness here you have been a catalyst i think for change in a way that we haven't seen and i've been working on these issues for 10 15 years there was a long series of moments where i became aware that uh facebook when faced with conflicts of interest between its own profits and the the common good public safety that facebook consistently chose to prioritize its profits I think the moment which I realized we needed to get help from the outside. She believes the federal government should impose regulations. Facebook has demonstrated they cannot act independently. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. It is subsidizing, it is paying for its profits with our safety. I'm hoping that this will have had a big enough impact on the world that they get the fortitude and the motivation to actually go put those regulations into place. It's what it's always about, people. This is what it's always about. This is why Republicans can't have nice things. Because as soon as we have a nice thing, 
the left moves in to shut it down. As soon as we gain even an inch, just a crevice, a crack, a pebble inside of the culture war, the left moves in to silence and shut down any small marginal gain that is made. That's why we did an entire show on the fascist left yesterday. It's just such an annoying shell game. And these people see that Facebook and the links on Facebook, the clicks on Facebook, the engagement on Facebook is very high for conservatives. Why is it so high for conservatives? Well, maybe because we're sick of drinking the bilge from the corporate media. Maybe we were sick of CNN and MSNBC and we created our own media. Maybe it's because our audience and our meme makers are better than those on the left. Maybe it's because the left can't meme. Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of making better, more engaging content? Has that ever crossed your mind? No. Just rig the game. Rig the game for everyone else. Rig the game and take away everyone's shiny toys. Because we can't. if we can't win, we're going to destroy the game. This is what they're trying to do with elections across this country. If we can't guarantee we'll win every election, we're just going to rig it. That's right. This is what they're doing. They rigged the 2020 election. They rigged it. They did. It's not crazy to say that when they're in Time Magazine bragging about it. We have read on this show multiple times that the people who colluded in order to rig the 2020 election went to Time Magazine and talked and bragged about their efforts, saying that they fortified the election, making sure that voting was loose and easy, that they were passing unconstitutional voting laws in order to get as much mail-in balloting as possible, and also suppressing bad news stories for Joe Biden, like the Hunter Biden laptop story, which showed exactly how parasitical the Biden family had been sucking off the globalist teat of finance, and how... 10% for the big guy probably meant Joe Biden, but you never saw that story, or at least you wouldn't see it because big tech censored it. And who was on the team that censored the Hunter Biden story? Oh yeah, that's right. Your unassailable Facebook whistleblower, Francis Haugen, was on the civic integrity team that censored the Hunter Biden story. That's right. Now she wants to censor you. She wants to censor more conservatives. It doesn't have anything to do with what they did during that time, which was wrong, right? What Facebook did there with Hunter Biden was wrong. They censored a legitimate story that Americans should know about, the Biden corruption. No. No, she's not upset about that. She's upset that conservatives have any voice at all. She's upset that there's not more censorship going on on the platform. The reason why is because conservatives dominate on Facebook. This, according to Politico, in the final stretch of the 2020 campaign, the Facebook posts from the most engaged in the United States on most days measured by likes, comments, shares, and reactions are those from conservative voices outside of the mainstream media. Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, David Harris Jr., Franklin Graham, and Blue Lives Matter, according to Facebook-owned tool CrowdTangle. Trump's personal pages also regularly make the top of the list, in effect allowing him to become a publisher in his own right around traditional media. That's correct. That's the purpose. That was the point. The point was to connect. Nobody is forcing anyone to watch Ben Shapiro or Dan Bongino. You can just not watch. You don't have to follow Donald Trump. But if you want to, here's the vector to do that. The left sees that as evil. They want gatekeepers. They want to be the gatekeepers. They don't trust you with information because they are fascistic. They must have a stupid sheep-like population. And you're seeing that a large percentage, a large percentage of the country, a terrifying percentage of the country is indeed sheep-like, obedient to a fault, will believe what they are told by the television. Free thinkers move online and follow creators who do not let them down, verified creators, oftentimes conservatives, who think differently. Well, Facebook hit back in 
a beautiful fashion, I thought, in a fashion that I think was, uh, <laughs> it's good to see Facebook defend itself. I mean, quite frankly, you know, I am, uh, I am very thankful for the Facebook platform because the Facebook platform itself has provided us to grow quite a bit on our channels and in our social media, but it's sad to watch them get kicked around so much. And it's good to see them defend themselves every once in a while, show a little spine. And that's what they did today in a statement. Listen to this. Today, a Senate Commerce subcommittee held a hearing with a former product manager at Facebook who worked on the company, who worked for the company for less than two years, had no direct reports, never attended a decision point meeting with C-level executives, and testified more than six times to not working on the subject matter in question. We don't agree with her characterization on many issues that she testified about. Despite that, we think that there should be rules and we should redo Section 230, right, is, is how it ends, right? 25 years ago, since... Rules were passed to regulate the internet, so on and so forth. Well, that's all well and good. We can have that argument. But this argument that Facebook just wants profits and growth and allows people who would never be considered mainstream journalists who didn't go to Columbia or Harvard to go on and to have audiences through hard work and through people wanting to hear what they have to say And by the way, Facebook fact checkers, I mean, guys, it's not like you can go on and just publish fake things on Facebook. You'll get fact checked. You'll get your pages deleted. Trust me. It's not like there's no system that exists. It's not like everyone is out there just pushing fake news. No. But these leftists just want to push their own fake news, their own new Christine Blasey Ford, their own Alexander Vindman, and to try and take down another thing that they don't like. It could be Kavanaugh, it could be Trump and his Ukraine call, it could be Facebook. It's always the same playbook, and it's getting tired. We are sick of the fake news, we are sick of these charades, and one of the charades that is becoming the most painstaking is the vaccine parade, the Pfizer parade. The idea of vaccine supremacy is insane in this country. Ladies and gentlemen, I know a lot of medical professionals. I know a lot of people who have worked inside of the medical industry. I'm married to one. There is something called natural immunity. It does exist, and it is incredible. The immunity that was given to you by your creator that you were born with is a wonderful tool. It protects you every single day and does so very effectively. Now, I am not ever going to advise you how you should live your life and what kind of vaccine you should get, or if you shouldn't get a vaccine, or what I get asked 40 times a day, 50 times a day, a thousand times a day about vaccines. I'm not going to give you medical advice. The end. I won't do it. I won't give you medical advice. I think your doctor and your trusted medical professional should give you advice as to whether the COVID vaccine is right for you. Every single day, we learn more about the COVID vaccine. But I am here to speak on behalf of natural immunity. As someone who has had COVID, I am here to say that it is something that can knock you right on your ass. It is not something to be trifled with. COVID is a mean mother. But the natural immunity that gets conferred to you after recovering from COVID because we all live our lives and we all take chances, is real. And I'm not the only person who says that. James O'Keefe with Project Veritas recorded a Pfizer scientist saying the exact same thing. Go ahead and listen to this. Inside the actual virus, so your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. Nick Carl is an experienced biochemist at Pfizer with a history of working in the pharmaceutical industry. Nick admits to our undercover journalist that those who've had COVID have stronger immunity than those who've received the Pfizer COVID vaccine. When somebody is naturally um, immune, like they got COVID, um, they probably have better, like not better, but more antibodies against the virus because 
what the vaccine is, is like I said, that protein that's just on the outside. So it's just one antibody against one specific part of the virus. When you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against like multiple pieces of virus. Ladies and gentlemen, do not listen to random guys, myself included, on the internet when it comes to your health. Listen to scientists. Listen to that scientist. The guy works at Pfizer. James O'Keefe is doing legitimate investigative reporting and putting that man's comments out for people to see and to hear. Never once did anybody say, don't get the vaccine. Never once did anybody say, you're forced to get the vaccine. All we will ever ask of you is that you use your brain and that you listen to legitimate credentialed medical professionals when it comes to your medical decisions, not randos on the internet, please. That's why it was so beautiful to see Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey is a representative uh, from Kentucky, if my memory serves me correctly. Thomas Massey went beast on a reporter that asked him if he had been vaccinated. He talked about natural immunity. I think it's the best clip I've heard in a very long time. It happened a few months ago. Check this out. Number one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read and don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. Thomas Massey for new NIH director. Francis Collins is gone. Thomas Massey in. Francis Collins out. Gain of function crew out. Thomas Massey in. I need someone talking like that in charge of our medical establishment in America. Guys, it's been an awesome show. We've had a lot of fun. We're traveling right now, so we're trying to keep up. There is uh, so much going on, but we're so blessed to have you as our listeners. We're so blessed to have our sponsors, and we just love doing this show. We love being able to sound off. We do it for you. We create this show for you. You need to hear the truth. You need to have a direct access point to get the truth. And we got to have a little bit of fun while we're doing it. That's why we're here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.